Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Day five of the WTA Finals continues in Fort Worth. TC Live is on the air presented by SAP. Just one round-robin match remaining for the Nancy Ritchie group, and things are starting to come into focus for the semifinals at the top of the hour. We will play the very last match in this group, and then we will know. It'll be world number two and two-time Grand Slam finalist this year, Ans Jabur, taking on Greece's Maria Sakkari. Jabur can punch her ticket with a straight sets win. We're going to explain all the scenarios Coming up, as we say howdy once again, welcome to TC Live on this Friday. Glad that you're with us with the Hall of Famers, Lindsay Davenport and Tracy Austin. I'm Brett Haber. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin will join us from Fort Worth in just a couple of minutes. So we know that Maria Sakkari and Iga Sviantek are into the semifinals. Here's a little exercise just to illustrate how much tennis has changed in the last 12 months. Do you guys remember who the four semifinalists were at the WTA Finals last year? Yes. Well, you do? Yeah. Do well, you? Mugarutha won. Mugarutha. We can work together. Sakari. Yes, yes, we can work together. Keep going. Krejcikova? Badosa? No, oh. Badosa's a yes. Okay, so we're missing one. Do we have three right? You do. Okay, Badosa. Come on, Trace. Annette Contivate would be the answer well, to really, the You didn't give us any time. The show's only half an you hour long. We have to move along to the con. It's so. just a little exercise we thought of. Muguruth's now 57 in the world. Yep. Contivate's 17. New blood is circling in. Top right? 10, too. Right? Yep. Yeah, six debutants last year, four this year. A lot of transition. And nobody's played in it more than once before out of the eight players in the field. So that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> Not really. Let's go to the highlights. <laughs> Fort Worth, uh, Jesse Pagula, Arena Sabalenka. This is the final stage of the round robin in the Ritchie group. They both had to win to keep their chances alive, and they would need help as well. It was, you know, it was really interesting to see how Pagula would come out. She was 0-2. She just won the one set going into this match, and she was a little bit flat on energy. She, at no point this season, lost three matches in a row. So tough in this round-robin format. Every player in the top eight. A lot of credit to Sabalenko, who showed a lot of power in that first set. Did a great job of using that. She served beautifully in that first set. She was averaging 11 miles per hour faster on her serve. And again, Pagula just didn't have that same spark we've seen all season, which has helped her to three in the world. She was almost going through the motions. And Sabalenko still with a lot to play for, trying to get into the semifinal advance out. She served for the match at 5-3, served three double falls. Mm. She was getting nervous, but she got it back together at 5-all and was able to close it out. And with a great match point, love how she kept going for her shots, even though we could tell how nervous she was. Three double faults in that game, but only eight in the match altogether, which is a pretty reasonable number for Sabalenka. Fired up to get the win and moved to two and one in the round robin. She broke serve six times and spoke with Steve Enchin. How did you manage to calm yourself down enough to get over the finish line? Yeah, it was tough. I knew that I have to win this match in two sets, and I was just trying to stay focused, and I was trying to 
I was just say, I was keep saying to myself that it doesn't matter, two sets, three sets, just win this match, just get another points and that's it. It's, it's not about only like to get through this group, just just build your tennis for the future. I was just like, you know, like like zombie, like keep, keep telling my, to myself. So just super happy that I was able to finish in, it in, in, uh, in two sets. We were too. So uh, here are the updated standings now and I think I understand the scenarios. Keep me honest here. Uh, soccer is in. Sabalenka will join her in the semifinals from this group unless Ons Jabur wins her match tonight in straight sets. If Ons loses even one set, then Sabalenka is That's right. So Sabalenka has to sit on the sidelines now and wait. Okay. She doesn't control her own destiny. Uh, let's talk about Jesse Pagula because it was a great thing that she made the WTA finals 0-5 between singles and doubles. Can we say that that will be a footnote on what has been an otherwise outstanding year for her? Absolutely. At 28 years old, making her debut in the WTA finals, uh, winning Guadalajara, her first WTA 1000, getting to the quarters of three majors. It's an amazing year. Getting to three in the world. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was only, what, three or four years ago when she broke into the top 100 for the first time. So... I think it's been a long year. And remember, she played singles and doubles, qualified for both. So it's a lot of tennis. Um, you know, just after Guadalajara, so soon to come play here in Fort Worth, she just seemed a little bit fatigued. Yeah, and I'm not sure how many people a year ago would have chosen her to be three in the world and the highest-ranked mm -hmm. American. A lot of, I think I would have chosen maybe Goff or someone else. But Pagula, she puts in so much hard work quietly, you know, and everything has gotten better about her game. She was tired here. Oh, yeah. and, and sometimes you have to get used to playing 60, 70, 80 matches when you include doubles in one season. She'll get there. She's learning every season, and we know she'll go back and put the hard yards in. But it just looks like she's ready for the offseason. And we believe we'll see her at the Billie Jean King Cup finals, but we'll see for sure in a couple days. With that, we want to segue to the men in Paris quarterfinal Friday there. Apparently, Felix Ojeali has forgotten how to lose. <laughs> Looking to extend his win streak to 16 matches, Tracy, against Francis Tiafo. Yeah, this is incredible. He's won three yeah. titles in a row, so he's barely had a day off. So you keep thinking fatigue, whether it's physical or mental, is going to catch up with him at some point. But he is serving so well. First and second serve. His second serve before sometimes could go off. Now it's so reliable. The forehand is so consistent. And when you win that many matches in a row, 25 actually overall indoors this year, now 26 today, you just have that belief, that confidence. So it was so straightforward in that first set. This game was quite interesting because Francis saved five match points and as he does, he gets the crowd involved. He put his arm around the ball kid and they were very invested and Felix had to put his foot down right here because he knows how well Francis can play and how well he's been playing this fall. So Felix, very hungry. It was great to see how motivated he was, how focused. He's never left, lost concentration in his 16th consecutive win. 56th win of the year for Felix. He's never had more than 38 in a season before this year. That is a huge jump and a little emotion as he... Throws the fist pump and a little scream. Why not when you've won 16 in a row? Meanwhile, Carlos Alcaraz and Holger Runa played today. This is how far they go back. Juniors doubles partners when they were 13 years old. How can this just be five years ago? Right? <laughs> Almost six. It's the late they look 2000s the same. played in January, but just remarkable of how far these two have come. All right, so they played each other today. Alcaraz won in the world. Runa now 18 in the world. 
this had a bit of a troubling ending. You know, you never know when the junior matches kind of come into play. We see it all the time. And this was a match that Runa was not intimidated at all to play. He's beaten them before. They played in some big matches in the juniors. And Runa was ready. He's also coming to this match with a lot of confidence, going for his 18th win since the U.S. Open. He's now into the top 20. The U.S. Open, he was 33 in the world. He's come a long way this fall also, just like Felix. Broke serve in that sixth game of the first set. Managed to hold on to that. These two would continue to hold throughout the second set. Luna stayed aggressive. But then a scary moment here where Alcaraz seems to hurt his left side. We don't know if it was his oblique or his ab, but something in his midsection. And he would play in discomfort for the next couple of games, would call the trainer out before Runa was serving at 5-6, but really couldn't play after this. And this was the last point. Tried to hit a serve in one shot, and he says no mas. Yeah, retires six all in the tie break. A McRib injury takes Alcaraz out of the Bercy Masters. And so for Runa, that's three top ten wins in a row. Herkoc, Rublev, and now the world number one. And he spoke with Prakash. You got off to such an unbelievable start. What did you and Patrick talk about as the tactics coming in? Yeah, I think I was starting, you know, very calm. My mental mental uh, was was very peaceful. I would say I started, you know, pretty good, playing aggressive. Was very relaxed and, uh, you know, just tried to to enjoy the moment and and take every chance I got. I had a few big points in the beginning that I didn't take, but I got uh, the one and most important one on a pretty unbelievable point. So yeah, I just tried to enjoy the moment and and play the tennis that is uh, the best for me. All right, so here's the updated draw in Paris. Runa, well, that's how Caroline Wozniacki taught us to say it. Uh, he'll try to make it four top ten wins in a row tomorrow against Felix. They met just five days ago in the Basel final. That was a 6-3-7-5 win for Felix as he wrapped up his third straight title. But let's circle back to Alcaraz for a second and that uh, rather troubling injury. We'll find out more about it tomorrow and just how serious it is. But it seems to me that it's very much the same story as we've talked about with Coco Goff and a little less so uh, with Jesse Pagula. But Coco looked tired at the end of this year, a teenager playing more matches than he, she have ever played before, and, and it takes a physical toll. Absolutely. And winning your first major, your life changes. There's so, many, so much more demand on your time with your sponsors, with the media, just with expectations. And we've, we've seen that Alcaraz has played, played pretty well in the fall, but more losses than we probably expected. His body was pretty tired. I mean, so many physical matches at the U.S. Open. Right now, I think he actually did a really smart thing by stopping. He had already lost the first set, but he wants to play the ATP Tour Finals. So if you keep playing on that, that not only could he miss the ATP Tour Finals, but we know how often players miss two, three months if, if they play on an ab. Yeah, and, you know, we talked yesterday, who's the alternate for Rafa? Who's the number two alternate now? Now we've got two players, both players who are going for the number one ranking, both of them far from 100%. We'll have to see. Uh, they've got a little bit of time to recover, but not much. Taylor Fritz would be the first alternate. He is watching with great interest as Alcaraz and Rafa nurse some injuries. Lots more to get to on this Friday TC Live. We will check in with uh, Chanda and Steve. Oh, I beg your pardon, uh, Jamie and Beth Dutton in Fort Worth. Somebody call Rip. We need some help. We'll check in with those guys on the set at Dickey's Arena. Plus details on a new initiative from the WTA to increase the number of women's coaches in women's tennis. All that and more when TC Live returns after this. TC Live is presented by SAP, official technology partner of the WTA.
Back on TC Live, presented by SAP, inching our way closer to the night session in Fort Worth. Singles, it'll be Anz Jabur taking on Maria Sakari. Jabur can win in straight sets. She'll be into the semifinals. Also doubles to play the Czech duo of Krachikova and Sinyakova, trying to stay perfect in the round robin against the Americans, Goff and Pagula. For more on tonight's matches in Fort Worth, we throw it to the SAP ah. desk and say howdy to Bonnie and Clyde. How's it going, guys? Giddy up. It, it is going great. It has been a pleasure to see you all on TC Live. And uh, we got a lot going on here in Dickey's Arena tonight because we've got a spot in the semifinals on the line. Aljabur knows she controls her own destiny, Chanda Rubin. If she wins in straight sets, she will join Maria Sakari. But she's playing Maria Sakri. Can she cowboy up and get it done in straight sets? I think she can, but it's not going to be easy, Steve. These are the tough moments where you know what you have to do, but you have to manage the nerves and stay focused. And I think for Jabur, she has to get off to a good start. She didn't in her last match against Jesse Pagula, lost that first set. She can't afford to do that in this match against Sakri tonight. She's been good on serve, really standing up and using her serve effectively, but I think she's got to be aggressive on returns as well. That's a category that she leads the field over the course of the year, and she's going to need that type of aggressive play tonight. And for Maria Sakari, she's guaranteed to make the semifinals, but would love to get that top seed and avoid playing Iga Fiontek in that semifinal matchup. How do you think she's going to come out? Yeah, I think she'll be a little more relaxed, and that's where Sakari plays her best tennis. And I also think she's going to want to continue with these winning ways. You don't want to go into the semifinals with a loss if you can help it. So I think she's going to come out and play aggressively the way she has done all week long. She's been attacking on returns. She's been stepping inside the court using the forehand beautifully. And I think that's the shot that we're going to see a lot of tonight if she plays her best tennis. So a reminder, Jabir straight sets. She is in. If Sakari wins a set, it is Arena Sabalenka that joins Maria Sakari in the semifinals from the Nancy Ritchie group. Also tonight, we've got Coco Goff and Jesse Pagula playing in doubles. Jesse, of course, lost in singles earlier today. Coco has yet to win a match. 18 years old, got to a career-high four in the world. She made a final at a Grand Slam this year for the first time. Not the result she wanted here, but what does she take away from Fort Worth? Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, first and foremost, if they can go out and, and win the doubles, that would certainly help um, to try to end on a high where, you know, she's played so well all year. But it's been a lot of matches. We saw the emotion in Coco Golf in her singles match, crying, the tears. It's been a long year for these players who have won so much, who have played so many matches. And Golf, really for the first time, playing a full year, seeing what that is like and playing at such a high level, match in, match out in singles and doubles. That is not easy to do. I think she's going to be fine. Hopefully, when everything is said and done, she'll get a chance to reset, reassess, get some rest, and then, you know, start next year on a high. But if she can get maybe a win here in doubles, I think that would help as well. How does she adjust the mindset heading, heading into tonight's match? You know, I think it's all about relaxing and having a little bit more fun. And doubles is conducive to that. Not quite as much pressure. She, alongside Jessica Gula, have had some terrific wins. They've been able to support each other all year long. I think that has to come into play. And she needs to continue to just be aggressive. We saw her coming in in her singles. She's a good volleyer. She needs to not lose her, her confidence in that area and just trust her game and, you know, try to play her best tennis at the end of the day. All right, looking forward to those matchups tonight. As you can see, 
cowboy, cowgirl. We are outfitted to the nines tonight here in Dickey's Arena. It's Dickey's Arena. We've got the Dickey's reworked Eisenhower jacket, and we've got some extra art on it. Yana Renee, the, the artist that has put the tennis channel on turn, the front, you need so to turn can, around. So we can see that in the back. It's, I can't it's a, get you, my can't, you can't get all the way around, but it's got a beautiful WTA. You can stand up if you'd like. I can. Okay. Yeah, WTA finals logo on the back. Yana Renee doing a spectacular job with these Dickey's jackets. These hats, these cowboy hats, are from the best hat store. Like, literally, that's what it's called. The best hat store in Fort Worth, as you can see, Chanda modeling that. And then we don't want to forget, Chanda, Justin oh, Boots. Here we go. Justin <laughs> Boots hooking us up. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Steve, can I do this? You can. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's genuine ostrich. Three payments. I'm just goofing. <laughs> New boot goofing. Chanda's got some beautiful boots on as well. So we got Justin Boots. We got the Dickies jacket. And, of course, we've got the best hat store in Fort Worth. We want to thank the folks at Visit Fort Worth and, of course, Dickies Arena for hosting us at the WTA Finals. Whitney, Kennedy K, thanks for hooking us up with these beautiful hats and jackets. A lot more still to come. We'll be with you all night long. It'll be Brett, Tracy, and LD back with more TC Live. On Jabur, trying to stay above snakes, but it is guaranteed to be ace high in more than one way tonight. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on TC Live and back to Paris. Last two quarterfinals, starting with the six-time champion Novak Djokovic taking on Lorenzo Musetti, who beat Casper Ruud yesterday. Yeah, and Djokovic feels so comfortable in this arena with so many wins. This is just his 10th tournament, so he's so fresh mentally, so fresh physically, and he made it so easy in that first set. Just losing eight points total, and Musetti did a good job of not getting discouraged, keeping that positive body language, trying to extend points, use that one-hander to be a little more aggressive but keep the unforced errors down. It's always such a tough ask against Djokovic because he's got the physicality, he's got the offense, he's got the defense, it's tough to get through him. And it was so interesting because he was so fired up and pumped up. I saw it was like 5-2 in the second set, and he was still pumping his fists. He was getting so involved. He looked actually a little bit agitated, but he knows the talent that Musetti has. Musetti's had a wonderful fall. But Djokovic goes through again. This is his 90, That was his 90th quarter in a Masters 1000. Just incredible. Novak's only played half a normal season, so he's got a lot of pent-up energy to release. So we go on to the last quarterfinal. American Tommy Paul was the last Yank standing. Three top 20 wins this week, including Rafa. But today it was six Yeah, he just looked like a big, a little low on energy that first set. He won a total of eight service points out of 21. Didn't have his serve working for him. He had seven break points also in that first set. Didn't convert on any of them. Tsitsipas was pretty clutch. Credit Tsitsipas, who didn't overplay, probably recognized the situation and how hard it is for someone like Tommy Paul to come back each and every day. 
And Tsitsipas does what he does. He served well, won almost 80% of his first serve points in the second set, was moving forward, finishing points off at net. The most important thing, he wasn't overplaying. And this is a big tournament for him as he gets confidence going into the ATP final. Wasn't that tough today. 6-2, 6-4, just 12 unforced errors from Steph. How about his 60th match win of the year? One more backhand to get it done as Steph is into the semis in Bear Sea. That brings us back to Fort Worth one more time. Stage three of the doubles round robin. We do have an American with a chance to advance, Desiree Kravchek, and her partner, Demi Scherz. This is the duo from China. They actually beat Pagula and Goff earlier in the week. They've got two titles coming into the WTA Finals this year. Demi Shears, she is so aggressive at the net. This is Kravchek, the American, the lefty. And uh, she is so good in doubles. And the winner of this, ooh, that looked like it actually hit Shears maybe in the stomach there. I don't know if that should have counted, but the winner of this match is going to move through to the semifinals. And that first set was very tight, 7-6. And Shears, this is actually her third or fourth time qualifying for the WTA Finals, all with different partners. So she's extremely good, very active at the net, and terrific points. Kravchek with her leftiness is so smart. Great shot selection. Quick hands from Shears, and she is pumped up. That means they are into the semifinals. That is a big moment for them. The eight seeds get into the semifinals, so congrats to Kravchuk and Shears. Here's our SAP tournament summary for day five. Shviantek and Sakari are in from the Nancy Ritchie group. Hans Jabur plays right after this program if she wins in straights. She's also in, otherwise it's Sabalenka. And tomorrow from the, what's the name of that group tomorrow, Tracy? I think it's called the Austin group. Yes, it is. And Garcia and Kazakina will play a winner-take-all match for the last spot in that group. With that, we've got a Friday edition of The Social Net, and we start with the WTA announcing a new initiative whereby they are going to aid the progress of female coaches in pro tennis, try to create a pathway for them to start careers in coaching. This is a good thing, right? It really is. So it's, a, it's the three phases, one week in the off-season training in December with WTA tour players, then there's a 10-week program that's online to get a certificate, and then they get to go follow a player and, and really shadow a coach and a player during a tournament. So they're just trying to, to broaden the coaching pool, bring, you see Renee Stubbs there. She's, there she's coaching everybody. Well, she's the only <laughs> coach that we have. Conchita Martinez coaches Muguruza. But I think they're just trying to give opportunities for players that are retiring to maybe transition to become coaches. I think this is a great program. It's a program to help Renee Stubbs get more jobs coaching more players on tour. Let's go on to the next. Conchita <laughs> Martinez as well. I get it, but we just happen to have a lot of photos of, of Stubbsy. Uh, Alex Demonar lost in Paris yesterday to Francis Tiafo. This is a photo, Lindsay, of him at the ITF in England today supporting who? That's his girlfriend watching Katie Bolter. What a great effort. He had beaten Medvedev earlier in the week. Then he lost to Tiafo. Then he hopped on, I'm going to guess, a train. Could have been a plane. He went on Chum something. Channel. The channel to get over to England and watch his girlfriend play. You don't see that every day, so good on you. All right, as we do this last one, we should all squint because Jim Courier says when social media comes on, we all go like this because we can't see the monitors. Let's do this for the last one. This is the Billie Jean King Cup roster for the tie coming up in the finals. That's the U.S. squad. Uh, Goff, Pagula, Keys, Collins, and Townsend for Captain Rinaldi. 
What do you think, Trace? I love this team. It's a question of whether Pagula and Goff are going to be so disappointed uh, after Fort Worth and if they're going to be so fatigued. But when you think about both of them in the top ten, you've got Daniel Collins, you've got Madison Keys, who is an alternate in Fort Worth, so he's probably been practicing quite a bit. And then you bring in Taylor Townsend for doubles, and I like that squad. They would play Poland on Wednesday, and if they were to win, they'd probably play the Czech Republic on Friday. No Shiontek for Poland. No, no. Shiontek. But it's great to have options. I mean, there's a lot of great players that, that aren't in those five just because our captain, Kathy, has so many great options. We love to see that in the States. All right. Uh, make sure you tune in for Billie Jean King Cup as the U.S. tries to win another title. Here's the broadcast schedule for tomorrow. Back at it at 9 a.m. Eastern with coverage of the semis in Paris. 4.30 p.m. We start day six of the WTA Finals. Another tweener, TC Live, just like today, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And then the night session from Fort Worth as we wrap up the round, Robin. How about Wyatt Earp and his partner in crime posing for the many camera in Fort Worth? Here's our hot shot of the day. It comes from Holger Runa in his win over the world number one today, Tracy. I'd say this is a hot point. The movement from Holger Runa is unbelievable defense. He gets up to this ball and just bumps it up the line. It's called good, and Alcaraz challenges it. But the athleticism from both players here is outstanding. It makes you think, how many more times are they going to play on the ATP Tour? Just enough feel there, and it's actually good. They played in the next-gen finals just a year ago. Now they're playing deep into Masters 1000s. Got to believe deep in a major at some point. Here are the feature matches we'll have for you tomorrow. There's not much left around the tennis world. These are the only four singles matches tomorrow. The semis in Paris, Runa against Felix, Djokovic-Sitsipas. That's 10-2 head-to-head for Novak. And then the last two round robin matches in Fort Worth. And obviously... The Garcia-Cazatina match has a lot of meaning. Yeah, whoever wins that is going to advance through to the semifinal. I'm actually very interested to see Shiantek and Goff. Shiantek 4-0 against her. This is a match for Goff. There's really nothing to lose, so really go out and maybe she'll play a little bit more aggressive. All right, for more on the Paris side of tomorrow's schedule, let's check in with Danny and Prakash. All right, Brett, P semifinal Saturday features a rematch of the final we saw in Basel. Felix Ogier, Ali Asim, and Holger Runa. FAA was able to get him in the first time. Do you expect the same result? Uh, I mean, look, they're both two of the hottest players on tour right now. I mean, Felix is living up to that nickname everyone else has given him, the one. I'm going to lean towards the Canadian. I, I just think he's got a little bit more firepower, and that's saying a lot because Runa is just taking the cover off the ball. But that serve and a little bit more ability at the net and being able to put some pressure on, is going to have me leaning towards the Canadian. Looking forward to some fireworks for semifinal Saturday. We are too, guys. Thank you very much. So let's look ahead to the one match we have remaining tonight on the single side in Fort Worth. Sakri against Jabur. Jabur needs to win in straight sets to advance to the semifinals. Tracy, this is an interesting matchup because it's one of the most powerful players on tour in Sakri against what? One of the most creative players, would you say? Absolutely. And I've just been really impressed with Sakari's play. I think the fact that she qualified in Guadalajara freed her up to play so much better here. Her forehand is back on track. Her backhand is consistent. She's picking the right time to go a little bit bigger, and she's being nice and steady. Basically, this matchup is who's going to be dictating with their forehand the most. And with Jabur, can she use this low-bouncing court to use her backhand slices, some deep, some short, to bother Sakari with some variety? Yeah, it's really a case also mentally. They're on two different 
sides of the tape. I mean, Sakari, she's already through to the semi. She can play free. Doesn't really matter how she does in this match. And Jabir, she can't lose a set. Mm -hmm. So let's see who kind of handles the situation better. You've seen players before that have already guaranteed themselves a semifinal. Eh, doesn't matter so much. See, doesn't really suggest that Sakari is going to do that. But she's got the semifinals already locked up. And we'll see with Jabir, can she handle that pressure of having to win in straights? We should point out that every match they win at these championships gets them $110,000. That'll motivate you. That's a little bit more than the change in your sofa. So the players are walking, <laughs> lots on the line. We understand the scenario, and Lindsay will have the call with Pam Shriver coming up. Live coverage of the last match of the round robin in the Ritchie group, Sakari. Bit of an up and down year, but a strong finish as Tracy mentioned Guadalajara and now wins over Pagula and Sabalenka here. And they're walking. All right, Sakari's out. Jabir will be next, the world number two. Couple of slam finals, and here she comes. The The Minister of Happiness is on stage in Fort Worth. Can she get herself into the semifinals? Live coverage on Tennis Channel right after this.